let's be honest. You've got your AirPods in right now trying to avoid your mother-in-law. And we're going to help you with that because we've got more of our conversation with Chad Dotson from the Riverfront on today's Locked on Reds. You are Locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily source for all things Cincinnati Reds. I'm Stephen Offenbaker, my co-host Jeff Carr. He will be along in just a minute, and we're going to be talking Reds baseball with you because we love baseball. We love these Cincinnati Reds. We've taken our love of the game, and we have turned that into information for you. Locked On Reds is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's Thanksgiving early drop edition of the podcast, we're going to have more of our conversation with Chad Dotson from over at the Riverfront. We're going to be talking about the things that we're thankful for surrounding the Cincinnati Reds team. We're going to talk about uh, Chad in mind's 28-year history of talking Cincinnati Reds with each other. I don't think a lot of people know that we go back that far. And just how interconnected the world of the Cincinnati Reds really is because uh, we all go back quite a ways. Uh, We're going to get into all of that, but I want to shout out the sponsor of today's podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets back with any winning $5 money line bet. Go out there, find your money line. You're going to get $150 back in bonus bets if your team wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. And here's how we're going to get started today. We're going to dive right back in to our conversation with Chad Dotson from the Riverfront. He is Chad Dotson. He is the showrunner over at the Riverfront. He created Red Leg Nation. He really started this whole business of podcasting about the Cincinnati Reds, and we're happy to have him on today. Chad, how are you doing, sir? Oh, great to be back. Good to talk to you guys again. Hope everyone's doing well. Excited to talk Reds. Doing great. You know, it's it does it blow your mind, Chad? Because I think about it and I I it blows my mind. 28 years now. We're at the 28 year mark of you and I doing some kind of red stuff in some kind of form with a little bit of overlap. And for for those that don't know, I've never told the story on this show, but um back I told it back when we were doing Reds Alert. Uh, you know, Chad and I were both on Bill Lack's email listserv that he was running in the mid nineties out of Miami university. Uh, I think you had just graduated high school. I was a senior in high school. Um, and from that, you know, all of these relationships were established. Uh, you know, Chris Welsh monitored that list for the conversation that was going on there. Greg Rhodes, the Reds historian was on that list. Uh, and it just, it spiraled to where almost any venture out there right now that has any type of credibility that covers the reds can be traced back to, to bill lack in that email list. And it just, it really blows my mind that here we are 28 years later, still talking about the reds, still talking about the reds together. And it just, I, I never would have called it in a million years back then. It's crazy. Yeah. I remember uh, we were kids, <laughs> we were just kids and, uh, and, and people today may not understand what a listener is, but we, we talked about the reds all day and all night via email. <laughs> Yeah, all the messages, uh, you know, it's like a, a a Reddit thread, but all through email. And yeah, there a lot of a lot of great conversation. I learned a lot about baseball there. And yeah, it did come to. Uh, I met Steve there. I met uh, Chris Garber, who uh, he and I wrote the the book together. Um, uh, uh, read out of that, and and now here we are. It's just it's crazy, Steve. I just I don't even know how we got 
I don't know how we got here, but uh, but it's fine. Well, the Reds. When I gotta admit, I was about six, seven years old. I thought email was like something you got out of Microsoft Word or whatever it was on the computer back then. It's playing more roller coaster tycoon than I was talking Reds. I'll, I'll admit that. Uh, let's let's move into this because it's it's Thanksgiving, and this team gave us one heck of a season as annoying as it was that they missed out on the playoffs. So we thought that they were going to make it in there, but this was so much fun to watch. And like you said, they drew you back to the ballpark that you ended um, your own, your own uh, boycott of going to great American ballpark because of how much fun this team was to watch. And I think that there are lots of things to be thankful for as we go in, everybody always does that at their, you know, your Thanksgiving dinners. What are you most thankful for? Well, let's kind of do a, a, a Reds version of that. And uh, let's let's start with that. Uh, well, Steve, I'll let you start. Uh, what are you most thankful for with the Reds? You know, I, I'm most thankful that with the the fun, exciting winning baseball, or, or at least, you know, above 500 baseball that came to town, it brought a lot of people like Chad back to the ballpark. It made it fun again to talk about this team Uh, because of this team. uh, You know, I get to do this. I get to talk about them and, and I get to meet all these people down at the ballpark. And I have just had such great experiences at great American ballpark last year, meeting people and talking about the reds and, and, and having that common, uh, that common thing that we love that we can talk about and wandering around the banks and, and, and just, you know, nothing but a good time and people stopping me down there to talk about the reds and, you know, those experiences, listen, that wasn't happening in the hundred lost season. I want you to know people were not stopping me to talk about the reds. That was not happening. So I am thankful for that being back. I'm thankful for that energy, for that vibe, for, for that camaraderie with people in the city of Cincinnati every time I'm in town. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't trade it for anything. I really wouldn't. See, I thought you were going to pick 3-2-1 Tuesday, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, well, that's when we get in trouble. What are you talking about? <laughs> Chad, what, what comes to mind when you're the most thankful for it with this Reds team? Well, you know, th- what I'm going to say, this is going to be a, a selfish response, but uh, you asked me, and what I'm most thankful for is that, you know, you guys uh, talk about the Reds uh, more often than I do, but still, you know, you, you're trying to produce a show every week and you have to talk about the team and they're coming off a 100 loss season. And literally we were, we were try- trying to figure out how are we even going to do this for another season? Because last season was so yeah. difficult. Yeah. And um, I mean, we've been... The first episode of our show was in 2007, which is ridiculous. Um, but um, but but they gave us something to talk about, and not just something to talk about, something mildly interesting, but something to get genuinely excited about. Something where we you, you look forward to talking about the Reds, and you're talking about the Reds a lot between uh, episodes of our show, you know, and and talking on Twitter, and uh, you know, talking with with you guys, and just it was. Um, I'm thankful that we just had a team that was uh, fun, that was interesting. And uh, and you can also, they're not there yet. Hope is not a strategy for the the front office, but man, for fans, hope is where it's, where it's at. That's all right. we have. And you can look at this team and, and really sort of project your own dreams onto onto this uh, this uh, this roster and what you believe is going to happen. So, I'm thankful for hope, I guess, is that we finally have a little bit of hope in Cincinnati. It's been a long time since I had legitimate hope. Uh, sometimes I try to squint and say, well, if this happens, this happens, it could be okay. But but I'm thankful that 
uh, well, we're going to get our, our hearts crushed again because that's what happens to Cincinnati sports fans. I'm expecting that. But you know what? For a moment, for this particular moment in time, I have real actual hope. And, and that's a that's a big deal. So that's what I'm thankful for. We're going to have a lot more talk with Chad coming up here in just a minute. But before that, I want to tell you about the sponsor of today's podcast. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. You can score often this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Uh, you just got to take the money line, throw $5 at it, and when your team wins, you win because you're going to get $150 back in bonus bucks. That's right. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on the action than right now. The app is so easy to use and there's a wide range of betting options, including playing the spreads, player props, over-unders. You know, Jeff has never seen an owner an over that he doesn't really truly love and so many different ways to play. I like to play the spreads. I find it a little bit more challenging. Last season, the Bengals were a covering machine. The rest of this season, maybe not so much proceed with caution you heard it here first uh, you can also combine prop bets on any game into a single game parlay for even more fun FanDuel has you covered no matter how you want to place your bet just visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off your betting on the nfl season today FanDuel, the official partner of the nfl Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel over on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus the national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, we've got plenty more conversation with Chad Dotson from the riverfront for you, and we're going to jump back into that right now. No, you're right. I mean, last offseason, the most hope that we had was, well, Jonathan India and Tyler Stevenson are healthy again, so they'll be back in the lineup. Um, that's good. But now it's like we can pick a bunch of different things about you know what we have hope in. We have hope that all these guys are going to get better. We have hope that they're going to make moves and all this other stuff. I think... I am most thankful for 50 West bringing their burgers to Great American Ballpark. That was an amazing idea. Um, maybe one of the biggest moves that the Reds made this. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, they are really good, though. Um, it was it was either going to be food or a Star Wars take, right? Those were going to be one. That, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was a 50-50 shot that that's what you were going to come with. So <laughs> Something like that, yeah. But I'm glad that I'm glad that 50 West did that. Um, but I'm, I, I'll tell you this, and this is going to get some hate, but I'm thankful for David Bell because nobody keeps us talking more than the manager of the Cincinnati Reds. There's nobody that does as much crazy stuff when you talk about the bullpen moves, when you talk about the lineup moves, when you talk about all of the platooning. There are so many people that want platooning to be done. That is the way that things go in the major leagues now. But David Bell keeps us busy with what he does every single year. And it feels like, I don't know, maybe something happens down the road and this changes. But dude's kind of in a position where he's going to manage this team basically until he doesn't want to manage anymore. Like, that, that's just kind of how it feels like right now. And I, I, I think that there is so much content to be had in the manager of the Cincinnati Reds then I'm so thankful for that. As somebody who creates daily content about the Reds, there's always something to be had 
with Mr. David Bell. I, wow. I, <laughs> I, 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 I think you've left Chad and I both speechless and that is an accomplishment. Um, no comment. No, no comment. Yikes. Oh my gosh. I love that. This, that was so much fun. Um, but no, I am. I am. I'm so thankful. I mean, I'm thankful for the fact that this team caught up a million prospects in one year and all of them seem to pan out. Like that never happens. I mean, we we've seen enough of the Asher Wojciechowski's of the world and, and the, the Cody reads and all of the, the Brandon and, and the heck, I mean, now we can even put Nixon Zell on that list of just guys that were supposed to be awesome. And now we've seen something and hopefully they continue that, but Man, that, that is so much fun that we have to look forward to because of those guys, because of a crazy season that, I mean, the Reds didn't see this coming. Nobody saw this coming. It just, just kind of happened. And then they're like, whoa, oh, we got something here. Yeah. Yeah. How did yeah. we get here? You know, uh, it's, it's, but, but we are here. And that's, it's a, it's a, you're looking for reasons to be optimistic, buddy. They're all over the place right now. You know, Chad, one of the things I, I wanted to, talk with you about just while you're here um, is some of the stuff that you're up to nowadays, because I mean, you've been through quite a whirlwind in your professional career while still doing Reds content when you can, are you still writing over at Cincinnati magazine? Uh, obviously you mentioned your book, uh, the big 50. I, I won't try and do the voice, but the big 50 that you wrote with Chris Garber. Uh, so I'm curious what else is in the pipeline. Is there another book coming? I still would love to get an audio version of the big 50 from you at some point in time. So it can be listened to while you're driving around or at the beach or whatnot. But what, what do you got going on? What's happening in the world of Chad? So well, I know everyone wants to, everyone <laughs> wants to hear my ridiculous accent uh, in their car when they're driving. They may decide to drive off a bridge maybe, but uh, we'll, we'll look for it. We'll, we'll try to do an audio book this time around. We do have the, uh, uh, Chris and I just put the finishing touches on uh, the second edition of the book. You know, we've sort of replaced some chapters, updated some things. And uh, so that's going to be hopefully coming out this spring, uh, the second uh, edition of The Big 50, the minute moments that made the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I've been 10 seasons now with Cincinnati Magazine, and they let me write whatever I want to write. They don't care that the Reds sometimes get mad at me um, and at, at the magazine uh, because I just try to tell it as I you know, call it as I see it. And, uh, and they give me that freedom. I presume I'll be back there, um, but as, as Steve mentioned, I got a new job recently. I've, I've had some got some professional demands outside of this red stuff that uh, are taking some priority right now, and I'm pretty busy. But um, but man, this would be the worst time ever for me to dip out of the the reds sphere, you know, of commenting because I get we have some hope. So, uh, but yeah, go buy the book, please. <laughs> it's, Available it's wherever good. fine books are sold. Mostly on Amazon where people buy books from now, but um, yeah, I, um, I, I've always enjoyed the book. It's a great off season read as well. If you haven't checked it out, go check out the big 50 and uh, keep up the reds love all throughout the off season. Uh, uh, I'm, sure Chad, I'm sure Chad, you see your book there right over Jeff's shoulder, right? Like it, that's not just there for ah. you. It's there. That book lives there. So that's, uh, that's not just there for you. There's a single tear rolling down my cheek right now. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so, so happy. And I think that kind of plays. There, there's something, and we talked about this with the the Hall of Fame ballot coming out uh, yesterday or uh, two days ago on the podcast. Now, uh, wanted to kind of get your take on this because we were looking at the new guys: Beltre, Mauer, 
um, Chase Utley that have a good shot to make it in. Our buddy, that dude, BP, he's going to be on the ballot. Not necessarily sure how many votes he's going to garner, but I, I, I really kind of wonder about this because the way that Joe Maurer and Chase Utley's experience go on the ballot kind of feels like what Joey Votto might be able to expect here in about five years. Are you kind of feeling that too? Yeah, no, I think that's a great, uh, a great comparison. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you know, um, Maurer, especially, uh, although not that there's, it's a direct one-to-one comparison, but it kind of feels like Joey Votto's, you know, bright shining star. And then, you know, later in the career, you know, good sometimes, not so good other times. And, and Maurer hung on for a little bit after he was a catcher and, uh, put up some numbers, but not, not great. But I think he's a clear hall of famer to me. Maurer is, uh, I think Utley's a clear hall of favorite to me, uh, Joey Votto, no question. Um, mm. So I, I hadn't thought about it in those terms, but I think that's a great way to, to, to look at it. Um, it could be sort of a preview of what we're to expect uh, in six or seven years when uh, when Joey becomes eligible for the first time. All right, we've got a little bit more conversation with Chad Dotson. We're going to round things up, round third and head for home coming up in just a second, and we'll have that for you right after this. You can follow us in between episodes on all of the social media platforms. Find Jeff and I over at X. Uh, you can follow me at S Offenbaker with two Fs. You can follow Jeff at Car at Jeff Carr. That's Jeff with three Fs. And you can follow the show at Locked On Reds. Also, don't forget you can join our Discord community. The link for that is down in the description of today's episode. Join us over there to talk Reds baseball. We're talking Bengals. We're talking gaming. Uh, we're talking off-topic stuff. It's a great community. Uh, hope you join us there because we would love to talk with you. All right, let's dive back into the final piece of our conversation with Chad Dotson. Yeah, and I said five years, that's too early. <laughs> do you think there's a different standard when you're looking at a guy that was predominantly a catcher when you're looking at Maurer? Uh, I've always used war kind of just as a, a quick quick look to see where a guy rates in baseball history. And for me, if you've got 60 or more in war, that's kind of where I look. You're a Hall of Famer. Um, and then if you're below the 60, then you need to have a conversation. Maurer comes in at 55. So given the fact that he was a catcher for 10 of his 15 seasons, uh, I, I tend to agree with you. He's a hall of famer. You know, there's a guy that I want to make the exception on when you look at Utley, he's at 64, 65, Joey Votto's right in that same range right now, 63, 64 with probably still another season or two to go. Um, so I think it's clear on those guys and I get frustrated when you see the people that make the decision poo-poo some of these accomplishments and 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 are wishy-washy and make the story about them I'm, I'm in fact i'm i'm beginning a campaign where i think they should take the the vote away from the writers and find a better way to do this um because you I mean you're if you're a hall of famer on the day that you retire or 10 years from now you're a hall of famer and this whole well he's not a first ballot guy he's more like a third ballot guy i think that's just dumb so i i, I don't know how you what what do you use what in what's chad dotson's way of deciding is a guy a hall of famer or not oh it's just pure gut feeling i don't look at any stats come on all right no I, all right all right dusty <laughs> <laughs> i think the, the way you put it is is pretty good we look at the look at the wins we place we look at a lot of things um but i think that uh um to me, wins above replacement is a good starting point. But for a guy like Joe Maurer, I think you give him, uh, you bump him up because he was a catcher. I think you uh, give him a little credit for that. Yeah, I think you give Maurer and you give Votto a little bit of a bump because they won MVPs. At some point, they were the best player in their league. That's that's a big deal. 
uh, rather than someone that was a really good player for a long time. We still could be a, a, a Hall of Famer. Adrian Beltre was never an MVP, but, you know, elite defensively and, uh, you know, all those home runs. I mean, he's clearly a Hall of Famer. Um, I think Joey Votto is a little bit of a better candidate than those two in this current era. And this could be me just wish casting because I love Joey Votto. I'm so happy that we got to see him play every single day. But um, the fact that he led the league in on-base percentage so many years, I mean, he's he's in the conversation with uh, the Ted Williamses and the Barry Bonds and, and those guys in, in that uh, – and that particular stat, which has some resonance for the current group of, of voters, Hall of Fame voters. So, uh, again, it's maybe me just, just hoping, but I think he gets a little bit of a bump because of that as well. So, I think, yeah, you, you look at uh, you look at uh, wins of a replacement. You look at that sort of like in the past they used to look at markers like 400 home, 300 home runs, 400 home runs, 500 home runs, or, you know, 2,500 hits, 3,000 hits to say here's a Hall of Famer, here's not. Um, I think, uh, you know, there are different numbers you look at war, different things you look at now, but there's just so, so many different things you can look at. I look at, a, a you know, if I, if we're talking about Utley and Maurer, Utley had better uh, stats in, in a lot of ways uh, across the board. Uh, but Maurer's a better Hall of Fame candidate to me, and you know, for the reasons we just said. And so I guess really what I'm saying is some of it is just my gut and my uh, ever expanding gut. Um as to, to who I think is uh, is is there and who's not, but I'm I'm sort of a big Hall of Fame guy in some ways. I think we need to be a little more expansive about who gets in. Um, but uh, but if I can just mention that dude BP, he's not going to get in. But next year, in about 14, 15 months, it's going to be announced that he's uh, the uh, newest member of the uh, Cincinnati Reds Hall of Fame and a very deserving member. And uh, very deserving. Um, yep. And I had to mention that because I. I'm on my continuing crusade. I don't know why they don't have me on the uh, the, the veterans committee for the uh, Cincinnati Reds Hall of Fame. I'm seriously upset about it. I'm going to write about it more. You know, I think I might tonight go downstairs and write more about that because that's my that's my only goal here. Is I just want to be. I care more about that Reds Hall of Fame than any human on earth. But the Castellanos don't like me, so I probably won't get there. But uh, but I'm going to keep uh, banging that drum. Got to get Reggie Sanders in there. It's it's just it's. Yes. Well, well past time. Yes. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Well, that's, that's my only, that's, yeah, that's my only goal. I want to get Reggie in and then I'll, I'll retire. Yeah. And I, I, I think the, the other argument with Joe Maurer too, is like he, he spent multiple years of his career, the best catcher clearly in the league. And if you can say that you were the best at your position for multiple years of your career, then you deserve to be in the hall of fame. But Joe Maurer absolutely does. Adrian Beltre, I saw this stat the other day and I didn't realize it. Like, there's only two third basemen that have more wins above replacement than he does in the history of baseball. And I'm like, oh, wow, first ballot Hall of Famer. Get that dude in like right away. Um, so I'm guessing he and Todd Helton both make it in at least this year. I'm not really sure who else makes it in because nobody else, I mean, Billy Wagner was at 68% last year. I don't know if he makes that jump. And I know that he's kind of in the weird, you know, relief pitcher category. How do you? How do you gauge a relief pitcher's career and things like that? But um, yeah, I I am looking forward to the day that Joseph Daniel Votto makes it in because I firmly believe it's going to be the moment he's on the ballot. And that day, we're going to be in Cooperstown, New York, recording a, a, a podcast, all of us together. Let's go and uh, celebrate. Oh, How yeah. about that? That's exactly right. what's going to happen. I am down I'm with that. 
And that is where we will end today's podcast. Thanks, everybody, so much for checking out today's conversation with Chad Dotson and Steve and myself. Hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, we will be back with you next week as we continue to look at how this Cincinnati Reds team will improve in the offseason. Thanks so much for joining us.